got it. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas. Because the truth will set you free. July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. You feel as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where the truth will set you free. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for tuning in. Tonight's special guest is the sixth man to walk on the moon, Dr. Edgar Mitchell. We have received so many questions, and I will try my best with the limited amount of time we have been granted. Bear in mind, with the 50th anniversary of the Apollo mission, Dr. Mitchell is in great demand. Initially, he granted 30 minutes, but our lobbying and persistence got us one hour. If you need to get in touch with me, send an email to mail, that's M-E-L, at veritasshow.com. As all of you who have emailed know, I try to respond as quickly as I can. Thank you for your questions, for me and the guests, and for your feedback to make the show even better. A couple of reminders. Next week, our special guest will be Dr. Michael Sala. He will be discussing his new book, Exposing U.S. Government Policies on Extraterrestrial Life, The Challenge of Exopolitics. And on Friday, the 13th of February, we will have John Lear, Who Lives on the Moon? I hope you don't miss these interviews. As I said before, we're expanding our presence around the world and are tapping into YouTube for the Veritas Video Contest. Submit your video. For more information, head to the VeritasShow.com website and click on the video link for more information. In addition to Dr. Mitchell, we have two guests who were gracious enough to accept our last-minute invitation. One is Nick Pope, who has been making the world's headlines for the past few weeks. Also, you may have heard me say that we are in the process of creating the Disclosure Song, where all the VIPs of the UFO community will converge and say their name, I can handle the truth, and I'm ready for disclosure. 
It will be a surprise for you once we assemble this group of fine individuals. I contacted Paula Harris to get her part of the song, and she was kind enough to spend a few minutes on the topic of disclosure. Before we go to Nick and Paula, let me share with you an entry I posted on our blog on Wednesday of this week. That same morning, I received a message from one of our show contributors, UFO Blogger. He stated that almost immediately after he posted Nick Pope's headline regarding the Royal Air Force ordering their pilots to shoot down UFOs, his website was flooded with United States intelligence groups, such as the Pentagon, NASA, Homeland Security, Navy, and Air Force military bases, and more. The real-life Fox Mulder, directly from London, Nick Pope, has graciously accepted our last-minute phone call to brief us on this important announcement. Nick Pope used to run the British government's UFO project at the Ministry of Defense. Initially skeptical, his investigation of newly reported UFO incidents and access to government files on the subject soon convinced him that the phenomenon raised important national security issues, especially when the witnesses were military pilots or where UFOs were tracked on radar. Nick also looked into other mysteries, such as alien abductions and crop circles. He now continues his research in a private capacity and is recognized as a leading authority on UFOs and the unexplained. He has done extensive media work, has lectured all around the world, and has acted as consultant on several TV documentaries. Hello, Nick, and thanks for being with us once again. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. It's been a very busy few days. And that's why we're calling you. Can you give us a summary of your latest news that have made it big once again? Yes, the story that uh, really seems to have gone all around the world is that I was speaking about a number of instances where over the years in different countries, uh, pilots in various air forces have either attempted to open fire or opened fire on on UFOs and now some of these cases are are in the public domain of course um uh, Parviz Jafari in Iran 1976 attempted to fire uh, an air to air missile at a a UFO um in the Tehran area and the um missile uh, malfunctioned or rather the the whole weapons um control panel uh, suddenly went out of out of action um, there was another case from 1980 where Comandante Alfonso Huertas in Peru opened fire on a UFO that had entered restricted military airspace. He, he used a, a machine cannon and he saw the rounds, as he put it, get absorbed by this UFO. And of course, most recently, uh, there was a case that has emerged here in England, involving Milton Torres, sure, uh, actually a United States Air Force pilot, but based um, at RAF Manston in in the south of England, and he he told of how he attempted to fire his rockets at a UFO, having been given an order, a shoot down order, uh, by the authorities who were tracking UFO on radar. So I was I was talking about those cases, putting it together, and saying, look, this isn't science fiction we have actually tried to engage these things. And on the news, I believe you mentioned that this has been happening since the 80s, but knowing the Milton Torres case, this has been happening much longer, since the 50s. Yes, indeed. I, I, um, I, I think I was 
slightly misquoted in some of the media reports, but I've discussed this certainly in in uh, various national newspapers. I've discussed it on um, one of Britain's uh, top news programs, Channel 4 News, and most recently I discussed it on um, on Fox News, on America's Newsroom. And I think this uh, all all this mainstream media coverage of of this story has has really um, captured the public imagination. It's led to huge activity on on the internet, on blogs, forums, all sorts of other media outlets have have followed the story. I'm going to ask you about that situation with bloggers and intelligence actually tapping into those logs. logs. Do you remember during our last conversation, I asked you why the British media seems to be really taking the initiative on all UFO matters, while the U.S. media seems to just react to it. Now that we have a new administration, do you believe that will change? Well, certainly that's that's um, a hope that I've heard expressed. And of course, one of the ironic stories, whatever one one thinks this this actually was, is that, of course, one of the other stories to have uh, really taken off in, in the last few days is, is a UFO uh, apparently spotted um, at the inauguration ceremony itself. And this, this was a piece of film uh, that uh, CNN, I believe, were running. Um, Correct. And, and somebody saw something in the background. And again, Last time I checked on YouTube, one of the people, and of course it's it's been put up a, a number of times, one of the people um, who put it up had got well over 60,000 views on, on that particular video. And now, of course, the other thing that, that plays into your question here is that um, uh, Obama, of course, ran something called the Citizens Briefing Book, where there was a request for... American citizens to write in with various ideas that they felt passionate about. Now, interestingly, I think there were 23 different um, resolutions relating to UFOs, most of which said something along the lines of, now is the time to release the truth about the UFO phenomenon. <coughs> the fact, pardon me, the fact that there were 22, uh, 23 different um, resolutions, of course, split the vote they still got, um, gosh, between them, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and if you know this, but 170,000 votes. You're correct. Had all, those, yeah, had all those votes been cast for one resolution on UFOs, that issue would have finished clearly at the top. So that was interesting and showed that at, at a time of, of international tension with issues uh, like Afghanistan and Iraq and Iran, um, at a time of unprecedented uh, economic crisis with people concerned about their job security, about foreclosures. Yet, despite all that, UFOs was really, if, if you added those votes together, the single issue that people were voting about. So it's extremely interesting. There is this groundswell of public opinion on this issue. The media, I think, are beginning to, to pick up on this. And you're right that it's it's Britain that's been leading on this, but the fact that I was on um, America's newsroom earlier this week is, I think, an interesting sign. What do you make of Obama's comments on transparency and a new era for the Freedom of Information Act? Well, I welcome them, and uh, interestingly, 
in the last two days, those comments have been echoed here by David Cameron, the leader of our opposition. Yes. Uh, who, who said a, a very similar thing when specifically asked, and this was interesting. Now, Obama's remarks, of course, were not specifically about UFOs, but David Cameron's comments, uh, and this is, of course, somebody who is widely tipped to be the next prime minister uh, here in Britain. David Cameron's comments were in direct response to a question about UFOs and secrecy. And he said, well, I'm committed to freedom of information. And on the UFO issue, he said, yes, I, I don't see that as something that uh, should be subject to any secrecy. Um, so it's interesting. I mean, I think it's early days. Obviously, um, President Obama has has a huge uh, number of issues taking up his his time at the moment, but uh, certainly there are a number of people who suggest that there there may be some movement on the UFO issue, and I, I watch that with interest. David Cameron must be a very popular man, because as you know, the UFO topic, once it comes out of a politician's mouth, is usually the kiss of death. You remember what happened to Dennis Kucinich? People laughed at him, unfortunately. Oh, um, yes. Absolutely. And uh, I think, um, well, Governor Richardson made some interesting comments as well, didn't he? Correct. About uh, about, uh, Roswell. But, of course, I'm reminded, I suppose, of Jimmy Carter's comments, which is why I say to the UFO community uh, that although this is is potentially very interesting, they they shouldn't perhaps get their, their hopes um, up too high because, of course, Jimmy Carter famously said, if I'm made president, I'm, I will declassify and release every piece of information there is on, on UFOs. Uh, and, of course, the UFO lobby uh, say, though, though the American government dispute this, that uh, the UFO lobby say, well, he didn't, didn't deliver. So I think there'll be a debate about this. I mean, this, this, is, this is an issue that, as I say, has captured the public imagination and interest, and people won't let it go. But, um, well, well, we'll have to see how it unfolds. Nick, yesterday we corresponded about, the, about intelligence groups logging onto different UFO news websites. And when I say intelligence, I mean the Pentagon, Department of Homeland Security, NASA, and various military branches. Do you believe that is indicative of official interest or just some board staffers surfing the net to pursue a personal interest? Bottom line is, I don't know. It could be either. It could actually be both. Um, certainly, speaking with, with my direct experience uh, of 21 years of government service here in Britain, I mean, of course, an organization such as the press office routinely monitors any story in which the organization itself is mentioned. So if, if there are stories uh, just taking... Um, NASA as an example, if there are stories out there about NASA, particularly in the mainstream media, media, but even even sometimes on blogs and forums and things, uh, generally speaking, the the press office, and and, and that, of course, is indicative of the agency uh, in its corporate sense, wants to know. It wants to know what people are saying about it. So I don't know. It's it's interesting that that people were logging onto this story. Whether it it means anything sinister, I, I, I don't know. Nick, it's our perception here that every time Nick Pope talks about UFOs or you make it to the headlines, 
you are a person with an impeccable reputation, someone who worked for the British government for years. It seems that the United States is not prepared for your most recent news about the Royal Air Force being ordered to shoot down and the past few weeks also. I just can't understand why we're seemingly caught off guard every time you say something. No, and uh, I mean, again, although I some of the media reports spoke about the RAF, I, I mean, I go back to the point and it's no secret and it shouldn't surprise anyone. Uh, I mean, these cases, the cases that I mentioned, um, Pavis Jafari, Milton Torres, um, Alfonso Huertas, those, those cases uh, are not secret. Uh, there's information, for example, on uh, the Coalition for Freedom of Information website. There's information uh, on, on Milton Torres, for example, actually at the National Archives here in, in the United Kingdom. So, yeah, I, I see what you mean about it having caught people by surprise. And, and yet the ultimate irony is it, it really shouldn't have. These stories have been out there. They, they are not really disputed. I mean, they're, they're a matter of, of record. So it's really only a question of joining the dots. I don't mean to delve into what's classified and what you can and cannot say, but do you have somebody from the government saying, OK, you can say this or you cannot? No, I don't have that. Um, however, of course, I've signed the Official Secrets Act. That's something I signed on my first day of government service, and that binds me for life, um, even though I've, I've left uh, the Ministry of Defense now. So I, I, I don't have someone briefing me on that, but I, I know, and again, this is the result of, I guess, 21 years' experience, uh, most recently in a security job. I, I know where the line is. I know what I can say and what I can't say. Before we let you go, Nick, any updates on the wind turbine ripped by a UFO? No, that's gone very quiet. The uh, blades, the damaged blades, or or rather um, some some parts of them, some residues, some scrapings, have gone back to the manufacturers uh, in Germany. And they're running some forensic tests because, of course, if something collides with something, there should be uh, residue. Um, but until we get that result uh, there's, there's really nothing to report but when we do it it should be a media story and and i'm sure that uh, the ufo community will pick up on it as usual nick thank you for your last minute interviews be well and we'll talk again thank you take care sure thing bye and nick pope's website nickpope.net i'm el fabregas and you're listening to the veritas show don't go anywhere Paula Leopizzi-Harris is an Italo-American photojournalist 
an investigative reporter in the field of extraterrestrial-related phenomena research. She's also a widely published freelance writer, especially in Europe. She has studied extraterrestrial-related phenomena since 1979 and is on personal terms with many of the leading researchers in the field. From 1980 to 1986, she assisted Dr. J. Allen Hynek with his UFO investigations and has interviewed many top military witnesses concerning their involvement in the government truth embargo. She's a longtime collaborator with Dr. Roberto Pinotti, director of the Centro Ufologico Nazionale, CUN. In 1997, she met and interviewed the late... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.